mercies and your goodness over us. Lord, we come to confess your love and our love for you, God. And acknowledge the fact that you redeemed us. You paid the price. Lord, we are grateful in Jesus' name. Father, let our worship today be acceptable for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please, before we sit, let's bring out our Bibles. Thank you, chosen person. Let's take the Bible affirmation, everybody. Amen. Lift up your Bibles with me and say, this is my Bible. It is God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide it towards in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and obey it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head, by diligent study, store it in my heart, by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by obeying his teachings and sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please, you may warmly be seated. And as you're seated, help me welcome your brother or your sister beside you, and say you're welcome to church in the name of Jesus. I am glad that you're in church today. Please tell him or her that I'm glad you're in church today. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll continue on the subject of the blessing that we paused for a moment, for a while, because of the church activities, other activities in church we had. The theme, the, the, the text scripture is Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. I'll be glad if we all bring out our Bibles and our notes so that you take the notes that you're impressed upon to take. Proverbs 10, 22. And then Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. Proverbs 10, 22 says, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. The blessing is an endowment. The blessing is an empowerment to succeed no matter what. And the Bible says it has the ability to make rich and part of the things that go with it is that there is no sorrow attached to it. The blessing is defined. What the blessing achieves is also mentioned. And how or the, the convenience or the environment of the blessing is without sorrow. And the blessing originates from God. If you have not been in the other part of the series, I want to encourage you to be there. When the Bible says... 
to make, make it rich, it means to establish, to ensure, to put in place, to perpetuate, to create an environment for it to work. Make it. It make it. The Hebrew word is some. And when the Bible talks about rich, the Hebrew word is asher. It means to be well supplied for all undertakings and endeavor. It doesn't matter whether you plan for it or not. The blessing has the ability to accommodate emergencies. The blessing can be expanded. The blessing can be enlarged depending on the challenge, on the endeavor that God has committed into your hands at that particular time. How are we to enter into that blessing or walk in that blessing? We've been looking at Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So permit me to read 27 and 28 of Genesis chapter 1. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, the communication of the blessing into the life of the man that God created came by a pronouncement from the mouth of God. Praise the Lord. So blessings can be communicated by a pronouncement. When your father or your mother looks at you, or maybe because of what you have done, he says, God bless you. I want you to receive it with faith in your heart. Because it's a pronouncement from an authority figure that has the ability to communicate a blessing. Praise the Lord. It doesn't need to run around to carry you to endow a blessing on you. When God's servant tells you, God bless you, say amen first. Before you say, and you too. You don't even need to say, and you too, amen. But say amen. Are you following me? When you say amen, you are agreeing with the pronouncement and you are opening up your channels to receive that pronouncement. Praise the Lord. And so he said, and God said unto them, I want you to note the process. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Note it. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over everything that moveth upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The love of God is extremely important. I want you to note the process. God said, the Bible says, and he blessed them. That is a summary of what God did with all those pronouncements in verse 28. The summary was that God communicated blessing upon man. But how is man to enter into that blessing? The beginning of entering into that blessing is fruitfulness. It means that the blessing is not a miracle. The blessing is not a breakthrough. Even though miracles and breakthroughs are the manifestations of God's blessing, but the day-to-day blessing were to walk in, the day the normal Christian life, the normal life were to live, the life of the blessed, is not by miracle, it's not by breakthrough. And some of us believe that because we, we are hung on on so much breakthrough, 
you expect that breakthrough will come every now and again. Some people may not have more than one or two breakthroughs in a lifetime, but they will run with it. They will multiply whatever it is that God has given them breakthrough in. Praise the Lord. And so the beginning, the process flow is be fruitful. And I told us from scripture, there are five references that I brought to us some time ago to tell us the areas that God expects fruitfulness from us or the areas that God has made it possible. One of the first is the fruitfulness in the body. Like we find in Genesis chapter 1 there. Fruitfulness in the body, the womb. In Psalm 127 verse 3, God talks about the fruit of the womb being a blessing of the Lord. God expects us to be fruitful in our mind, ideas. That is where the real thing is. The fruit of your thoughts. God expects us to be fruitful in our words. If your mind is fruitful, your words will be fruitful. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. If your mind is fruitful, your word, the words proceeding out of your mouth is fruitful, definitely your hands will also be fruitful. So the fruit of the work of our hands as found in Proverbs 31, verse 30 and 31. And of course, the fruit of character, the fruit of the spirit in us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. But the key point I want you to note in all this is that the beginning point is being fruitful. Being fruitful. It's a process flow. You cannot jump one and go to the end of it. You cannot get it. And that is why we must understand that some of the blessings don't answer to prayer. Prayer can predispose the conditions for it. Are you following me? The manifestations of the prayers can, disp- can create an enabling environment. But beyond prayer, there are certain things that God expects us to pull out of us. Or download from him and release to humanity. He says, be fruitful. Then he says, when you are fruitful, multiply that fruitfulness. What is fruitfulness? Your ability to produce something desirable, economically, efficiently. And by the time you take it into the level of multiplication, you produce it in quantities that will command somebody to exchange value for it. What value can you command where you are seated now? That is a coefficient of your fruitfulness. What value can you command? What value can you attract to yourself? Some people, every second, they, they, their values have been monetized. Every second, they are earning money, whether they are sleeping or they are waking or they are walking or they are playing. There are processes in place. Why did they get to that point of being so bigly fruitful? They got to that point because they followed a process. Beloved of God, you cannot jump the process. You need to understand the process and you need to walk the process in order for the process to begin to work for you. Praise the Lord. So you multiply that fruitfulness. And after you have multiplied that fruitfulness, you replenish in that area of your fruitfulness. What is replenishing? Making it abundantly available making it abundantly available. As it is now abundantly available, you take control of the market. You become the market share definer. You give direction. 
You, you become an influencer in that area that you are involving. You are subduing that market. When you subdue that market, you have what is called dominion. Beloved of God, it's extremely important that we understand that process. Some time ago, I came across a wonderful book, which I recommend you go get. I tried to get it in church here. We're still looking for it. But it's available if you have, if you have access to the iStore, Amazon, you can get the books. It is called The Order of the Kingdom by Bishop Tudor Bismarck. The Order of the Kingdom is a book that will bless you so much. And I want to encourage you, try to get a copy and read. In that book, Bishop Bismarck tried to explain the process of fruitfulness. Fruitfulness itself has a process. Fruitfulness is not an event. What is fruitfulness? Fruitfulness is the ability to bring a solution. Fruitfulness is the ability to solve a problem. Fruitfulness is the ability to make life better for a group of people. Fruitfulness is to show us another better or more efficient way of doing something that we have been doing previously. Fruitfulness is saving money, earning money. Fruitfulness is saving energy and conserving energy. Fruitfulness. But the beginning of fruitfulness lies inside you. It lies in the seed that you have. For some of us, it's the seed of divine giftings. For some of us, it's the seed of talents. For some of us, it's the seed of skills. There are three different things. Three different things. Talents or gifts, talent, skills. There are three different things. But I want you to understand the workings. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, the Bible says, as long as the earth remains, there shall be seed time and what? Harvest. Seed time. Harvest. Seed time. Harvest. The seed that you have at this time for your fruitfulness will comprise of what God has gifted you with. It will comprise of your talents. It will comprise of your skills. You go to school or you go to learn a trade to acquire a skill. Most likely you are not born with a skill. A skill is taught. A skill is developed. A skill is enhanced. And the sharper and clearer your skill is, the better your earning power. The better you are able to influence people in their decisions. Because money flow, or value rather, follows decisions. Value follows decisions. You decided to come to church today. 
And so yesterday, possibly, you had gotten your dress ready. If you are going to drive, you ensure there is, a, uh, there is fuel in your car because you are coming for the 7 o'clock service. Some of the filling stations in your area might not have opened at that time. Because you don't want any delay, you get yourself set in time. You expended value in that simple decision you took. I want to go to church tomorrow and I have to be at the 7 o'clock service for different reasons you have. Resources follow decisions. Note it, write it down. You want to take, you want to check your decisions or you want to check the quality of your decisions. Check how much of your values are flowing with it. Have you written it down? These are exercises I want you to go home and work on. Don't just hear and think I have known. You have not known it. Go and sit down in your own life and check your life. Value follows decisions. Resources move in the direction of decisions. Nigeria is where we are today because of the decisions of the manager. You are where you are today because of the decisions you have taken in your life. Your life will always flow in the direction of your decisions. You ask yourself, when I grow up, what do I want to become? When you answer that question, you begin to align your life. And before you know it, you begin to expend your resources in that regard. But listen, the basis for you to get value, to create value, the first basis is the value of relationship. Because of relationships that you have, values can be given to you. But how long can that be sustained? Do you, I hope I'm not speaking above our heads today. Because we're very quiet. I want us to please listen well. But a very sustainable point in value generation is a value that is created by you. And the basis of the creation of that value lies in one, your gifts, your talents, and your skills. That is why, if you have read the book, The Jewish Phenomenon, how the Jews get wealth, multiply wealth, and pass on wealth, one of the things the Jews does is that it always ensures that there is something positive to be passed on to the next generation so that they begin their life at a better point than the previous one. So they, they always have seed. That is the point now. They always ensure that they have seed, quality seed. The second thing is this. The Jews understand the principle of gifts, the principle of talents, and the principle of skills. An average Jewish man will be educated, at least in our modern times, post-World War II. They will be educated. And being educated, skills go with it. And skills is knowledge that is acquired, proficiency that is acquired. 
Somebody might be wondering, why am I teaching this on Sunday morning? I'm teaching this because you need to go out there and be very successful so that we can together, by the release of resources, build the things that God has committed into our hands to build. Evangelism needs money. Many, many things. Missionaries. There are people in Nigeria today who will gladly go and stay in a village in Bronu State, a village in Adamawa State, a village in uh, uh, Ogoni Land. If somebody can assure them every month, I'll be paying you 25000 You will build a small village church there. Get a farm for him to farm. Ensure his children are in school. They will gladly do the rural evangelism that some of us are running away from. But if you are not empowered financially to make that kind of sacrifice, how will you be able to do it? That is one of the reasons we're teaching this. The Bible says in Zechariah 1.7, My cities through prosperity shall yet be what? Spread abroad, for I will yet comfort Zion. God has chosen us. And therefore, as our master said, occupy till I come. Beloved, I want us to understand the fact that this thing, God has committed it into our hands. Look at Acts chapter 4. The church started, there was so much Holy Ghost power. So much Holy Ghost power. But the church could not go outside Jerusalem as such until persecution came. When the persecution came, some of them ran around, they were scattered. The Bible says they began to witness but even then, the church needed money to push the work forward. Thank God. God has placed somebody there. His name was Barnabas. They call him the son of consolation. He was a Greek from Cyprus. I mean, he was a Jew from Cyprus. And he was a wealthy man. He was a wealthy man. And the Bible says he went and sold a tract of land. In a center place in the city, according to some extra-biblical record, it was a lot of money. He brought it to the feet of the apostles and dropped it. When he dropped it, the Bible says they nicknamed him the son of consolation because they needed that at that time to be able to move to the next phase. God has opened a great door for them. But at that time, they needed finances to send the people to go and do the work. The chair you are sitting on right now, 2009 or so, we bought this chair, 7,000 naira, each of them, direct from China. They are not the regular type that we see out there. If we were to buy these chairs today, each of them, it cannot be more, it cannot be less than 15,000 or more. One of our sisters is here that deals in this business. It can be more than that. But what I want you to know is this. If we're going to replace these chairs right now, or we need to buy more, is it the same way we bought it then that we're going to buy it now? If we do it that way, that means we have not made progress. That is why we need to be taught. You see, when you know, you are released into what God has in store for you. Knowledge is key. Knowledge is a key empowerment. Beloved of God, what is in your hands? What is in your hands that you are going to create fruitfulness with? What God has put into your hands are your gifts, your talents, your skills. 
And you need to learn the ability to make them desirable. To make them marketable. And these things are taught in the word of God. We see examples of these things in the word of God. And the spirit of God is also upon us to assist us. Beloved of God, when you get a skill, is that the best skills available? Your gifts, your talents. There are many talented people out there, but nobody hears them. That tells you and I that talent is not enough. Are you following me? There are many talented people who know they are talented, but they forget that every talent has a business side. Every talent has a business side. Every talent can earn money. If your talent is the ability to speak, I want you to know that is a powerful talent. Stop wasting it. Every talent has a business side. But talent is not enough. There is something that needs to be added to talent. Your giftings. Those natural innate abilities that God has put inside you. You didn't go to school to learn. Do you know that it can be better? If you are going to be fruitful... Recognize these three areas in your life. They are the primary seed that God has put into your life. We didn't go to school to earn a meal ticket or to get a certificate so that we earn a meal ticket. No, that is not why we went to school. We went to school to develop our potentials so that we'll be able to make contribution to life. What are the potentials inside you? Your gifts, your talents that are inside you. My time is up. Can wait for the next service. If you want to hear more or get the CDs, come next week. In this series, I've decided not to run. I won't run. But I want us to understand, as you live here today, if you are going to fast and pray this week, fast and pray on those three things. Pray intelligibly. If you are going to fast, if you are going to pray, if you are going to search the scriptures, search on those three things. Lord, what have you put inside me? What is the music you have put inside me that the world is waiting to get? But you find that some of the musics inside you that the world is waiting for, they cannot come up in the form that you are in right now. Some of us need a principle of vessel change. That's another story entirely. Praise the Lord. By your heads, let's pray. Talk to God. From your heart, I want you to talk to God. Lord, I am your child. The Bible says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That means that there are things you are packaged inside me. I am more than I look at this time. I am much more. Oh God, by your spirit, help me to discover. Help me to develop. Help me to deploy. For the furtherance of your kingdom, not for any covetous intent. 
that I'll be blessed as the covenant has enacted. Talk to God. You are here, you're not born again. From wherever you are listening to me, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I would love to pray with you. And I want you to please, if you are there, you can stand where you are. Or maybe you are at home. Just pray this prayer with me. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he came in the flesh, he died for my sins. And he was buried and on the third day he was raised for my justification. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for that you thought about me. I am grateful. I come to you today, Lord. Forgive me my sins. In line with your word, I confess you as the Lord of my life. I believe in my heart and I confess you as the Lord of my life. Make me a new creature today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer, God heard you in line with the word of God. You are a child of God. There are some numbers I will be scrolling under the search you are watching. Call any of the numbers there. Somebody will be at the other end to speak with you. For those of us in church, I want you to meet Pastor Fidelis O'Connor, the pastor standing right now, and tell him you give your life to Jesus today. He will tell you what to do further. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you great peace in Jesus' name. As you go into this week, let the words you have heard today walk in you and cause you to make a discovery about your life that you have never known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.